0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come, Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 135 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we continue our study of this week's Come, Follow Me materials, covering Doctrine and Covenants, Sections 49-50, to uh, May the uh, 10th to May the 16th. And today we're going to conclude looking at the historical historical context behind section 49 and begin looking at that section itself. So we left our um, kind of studies on this from where Doctrine and Covenant section 49 had been given, um, probably from uh, discussion with Lehman Copley, uh, the beliefs of the Shakers, and how Sidney Brickton, Polly P. Pratt, and along with Lehman Copley, were assigned to go to the Shakers to share this revelation. Rigdon and Pratt to be the, the main preachers, as it were, and Lehman Copley to accompany them and to reason with these uh, individuals. So, Sidney Rigdon and Lehman Copley set out immediately almost with this revelation. Um, they, they decided that they would um, go and share this uh, to share their views on the Shakers' beliefs. They get there, they meet Kitchell, the leader, uh, and a few others, and debate, as it says in Revelations and Context, quote, the relative merits of their religions, each likely feeling they had gotten the best of the debate, close quote. Um, it goes into the next day, and it's decided that, perhaps more from Kitchell's side, um, as it says in Revelations and Context, quote, Kitchell proposed to Rigdon and Copley that neither side should force their doctrine on the other at this time, Rigdon had planned to read the revelation to the Shakers at their Sabbath service that day, but decided to keep his peace for the moment and subject himself to the order of the place. Close quote. So, presumably, you know that would be quite peaceful, quite amiable, amenable, uh, and the, the groups would continue to uh, coexist together uh, with a sense of understanding. But uh, Pardee P. Pratt arrived that morning, and on, on hearing this a decision, decision by Rigdon was not impressed and basically said that they should ignore that and do what the Lord has told them to do and share this revelation. so it says uh, in revelations in context quote the missionaries sat in silence until the meeting was complete as the people stood to leave Rigdon arose and stated that he had a message from the Lord Jesus Christ to this people. Could he have the privilege of delivering it with Kitchell's permission he read the revelation with in its entirety and asked if they might be allowed to continue preaching as the, as the revelation dictated. Kitchell, keeping his indignation in check, responded that he did, he did not accept the message and would release them and their Christ from any further burden about us and take all the responsibility upon myself. Rigdon countered, this you cannot do, I wish to hear the people speak, but when Kitchell allowed the others to speak their minds, they too affirmed they were fully satisfied with what they had." Close quote. So Rigdon, to his credit, does read the revelation um, as Parley P. Pratt and his fiery um, approach to this uh, suggested. Um, and the the shakers um, said, OK, thanks for sharing that. Basically, we don't want anything to do with that. Um, and so we wouldn't, we wouldn't like to hear about that anymore. Um, so this is what happens next. Quote, Rigdon stoically set the revelation aside, resigned that their mission had been unfruitful. Pratt, on the other hand, was not finished so easily. He arose, Kitchell recounted, and shook the, co- the dust from his coattail as a testimony against us that we had rejected the word of the Lord Jesus. In doing so, Pratt was following Jesus' injunction to, to his disciples in the Gospels. And, uh, close quote. and basically, uh, Kitchell is not impressed with this. Um, he stands up and declares against Pali P. Pratt, quote, You filthy beast, dare you presume to come in here to, and try to imitate a man of God by shaking your filthy tails, confess your sins and purge your soul from your lusts and your other abominations before you ever presume to do the like again? Close quote. Basically, it, this does not go down well, <laughs> as you can tell from his response. Uh, and Copley has begun weeping by this stage. Um, and Kitchell is furious with him uh, and basically tells him that, you know, he shouldn't have even gone about this this endeavour. Uh, and basically that the uh, relationship between the two groups uh, were pretty tense after that. Um, but um, we'll, we'll come back to Lehman Copley and his kind of state and his faith um, later in later years, a bit later on. Um, But this kind of concludes this kind of portion or this this incident or event. Um, But yeah, basically it it did not turn out very, very well. Um, But what we do have in Doctrine and Covenants section 49 is a list of clarifications around some practices that were around at that time and how the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and their beliefs um, were clarified by the Lord. And so once again, um, it helps un- us understand why we have this collection of seemingly random um, directions, but rather um, they were specifically uh, adapted uh, for a, a, group of believe- a group of people who had certain beliefs. So let's have a look at this section itself. Uh, in verse 2 of Doctrine and section 49, it says this. Behold, I say unto you that they desire to know the truth in part, but not all, for they are not right before me and, thus, and must need repent. Now, remember, the word repent often means to change or to change direction or course back toward our Saviour. And the Lord is saying here that the, that the Shakers, um, like many people in that day uh, and in today's world, wanted to know the truth, but they just didn't have some things quite right. Uh, and the Lord confirms this uh, to even Copley and to others who read this revelation um, and I think it's an, an important message, not just for people who are not of our faith, but even within the faith of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that we need to have our hearts right before the Lord and accept all the revelations uh, that he has given. Uh, Glenn L. Pace said this, quote, There are some of our members who practice selective obedience. A prophet is not one who displays a smorgasbord of truth from which we are free to pick and choose. However, some members become critical and suggest the prophet should change the menu. A prophet doesn't take a poll to see which way the wind of public opinion is blowing. He reveals the will of the Lord to us. The world is full of deteriorating churches who have succumbed to public opinion and have become more dedicated to tickling the ears of their members than obeying the laws of God. Close quote. Powerful words there by Glenn L. Pace. However, I think that they are really important. That the truths and the doctrines that are taught in the Church of Christ, they do not change and they will not change for the world. And especially in a time where you know many popular opinions uh, in the world are pointing towards or pointing away, I should say, really from some of the principles of the Church, and more importantly, the principles of our of our Heavenly Father and His plan for us, um, it becomes even more difficult in this world uh, to to stand fully in the truth and 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 stand and in defence of that. Um, you know, there's just a lot, in fact, recently in the news in the UK, there's um, kind of directions on certain uh, aspects of, um, you know, LGBTQ issues. And I think that it's very difficult uh, and very important for members of the church to recognise how, you know, we need to still obviously live and obey the commandments of God, but also still show our love to our, to our, our fellow man. Uh, no matter who they are and what, and what choices they have in their lives. Uh, and so, you know, I think that that is something we learned from this experience with um, Sydney Wheaton and Parley P. Pratt is how we can try and live peacefully and lovingly with our fellow brethren, but also still testify of what we believe to be true. Parley P. Pratt, you know, he was a fantastic disciple and I, I don't stand in judgment of anyone, but I do wonder if there was a way that he could have perhaps dealt with that situation a bit differently, which would have led to greater love and unity between those of the Church of Christ and those out of it, but yet still made it clear, you know, what those beliefs were for the people in the Church of Christ. Something to think about. We've almost run out of time again, but I do want to uh, refer to the first kind of section that the Lord speaks about in Doctrine and Covenants 49, and that is about who he is how he'll come, you know, in his glory, not in a form of a man or a woman, but rather he will be as he was, you know, before, but but in his full glory. Um, And in verse 7, it says, I, the Lord, have spoken it, but and the hour and the day no man knoweth, neither the angels in heaven, nor shall they know until he comes. Basically, just the idea that if someone tells you that they think they know when the second coming is, they probably don't. Um, They've probably got, you know, some great... um, In um, guidance and thoughts influence my scripture influence my words of general authorities um, and that's fantastic but john a witso says this quote questions conjectures and speculations are rife among the people some ask is this armageddon or will the savior come when this war is over yet others are busily engaged in proving that present events countries men and even dates may be read into the prophecies of thousands of years ago to all such questions there is but one answer We only know that this is the dispensation of the fullness of times, the Saturday evening of the earth's temporal existence. These are the last days, days of much commotion to be followed by the millennium and the presence on earth of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that the coming of the Lord is nigh, but he has warned us that the hour and the day no man knoweth. All that has been set forth in great clearness to the revelations to the prophet Joseph Smith and his successors, there is no benefit in prying beyond the revealed word of the Lord close quote as we've said before when we've looked at uh, prophecy uh, as we looked at the revelations about the second coming we do not know when that is but the important thing is that we prepare today as if it were to be very soon so that we will be prepared for when that day comes whether it is the second coming capital s capital c or whether it is you know when we pass through the veil and that time has come for us thank you very much for listening today i hope you've enjoyed this study Please continue to listen and share the podcast and until we meet again.